Welcome to the Real Appeal Podcast. This is your host and writer for your entertainment corner, Kelsey Loisel. And with me today, the man who did not forget his mic this time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> who are you? Uh, Mark Salcedo, a senior editor and writer of Screen Geek. Dot. And mm. on the path of being 39. Mm. Woot, woot. Wait, hold on. Let me fix my mic. That's why. All right. You know what that sound is? What? Yeah. You just digested the bad guy. Mm. I like eating bad guys. That sounds so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Come over here, bad guy. Let <laughs> me eat you up. <laughs> gobble, gobble. <laughs> <laughs> gobble, gobble, bitch. <laughs> so, yeah. On your way to 39, huh? Mm-hmm. Guess what I have to say about that? What? You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> and Instagram at The Real Appeal. Two E's in real. You can email us at therealappeal at gmail.com. If you could please review us on any podcast catcher that you listen to us on, uh, we would love it. Our segments this week are our recent review of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Variety time is Disney needs to rethink their plans. And our geriatric cinematic is Inner Space, which came out in the best year ever, 1987. Mark, what's the Turpic? Uh, the Turpic is uh, 1987 was the worst year of all time. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Turpic is, is it really bigger on the inside? Mm. That. <laughs> <laughs> It was such a bad joke that you made the sirens co- go off. I know. The cop's like, whoop, whoop. He got arrested. Yeah, that's how the sirens go. So it was an go. ambulance. It was an ambulance? Yeah. All right. The ambulance goes, whoop, whoop. In the boot? Yeah. Um, yeah, they took your booty hole. Um, so, yeah, my birthday is uh, right around the corner. Uh-huh. It's this Friday. Um. You know, earlier this month, I was really looking forward to it. I was like, fuck yeah, this is going to be a great month. be a great February. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the case. <laughs> Why not? Uh, nearly pulled my back out again. Mm-hmm. Twice. <laughs> yeah, it was twice. <laughs> twice. And you know what? That's my fault. That is honestly my fault. Because normally, like, when I pull my back... I'm like, you know, I'm one, I'm like laid out, but once I start getting better and better, like my back starts to like the, the mouse, the muscles start swelling down. I don't do anything. I, uh, nothing like strenuous or anything like that. I'm like, all right, let me just chill. Maybe like a week after like any more pain is there. Then I'm like, all right, I can do, you know, stuff I need to do, go jog and work out, whatever. Um, <laughs> no, but like every time my back, like, like. It gets to a point where I feel the pain. I'm like, okay, I got to stop. Like, mm-hmm. that's where the pain's coming. I need to, like, slow down. And then I take time to, like, heal up. But instead of being, like, 100%, I'm, like, 85 90%. I'm like, all right, I'm good. I'm going to go for a jog. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to do that. And I've told you that. And you're like, no, no, no. Fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine. fine. I'm fine. Um, but, yeah, this week I, like, was doing my stretches. I felt that pain. I was like, all right. Can't do anything. Um, 
so yeah, that's, I'm just like, all right, let me just, let me just chill the fuck out. Um, I was actually kind of used my back earlier today because I was uh, doing some things for my mom. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the muscles tightening up again. Like, oh boy, go ahead. <laughs> I dare you. Test me, motherfucker. Yeah, t- yeah right. Um, but it's, it's, it's uh, one, it's a clear sign they're getting older. Two, it's another sign that like I need to focus more on like my weight issues and dieting and stuff like that. And three, it, <laughs> uh, it's another sign why my birthday weekend is not going to go exactly as planned. <laughs> on top of the rain all the rain yeah all the rain um yeah i normally on my birthday i have a, an annual bike ride around like downtown la or i don't know why i thought you were gonna say i have an aneurysm <laughs> yeah my aneurysm bike ride i have one bike ride it's <laughs> the entire time <laughs> but no I, I go i ride the train to like union station and I go biking around downtown LA. I try to find spots, do a biking trail. Like I, it's, I spend the entire day just riding around. Mm. Um, I don't. I think it's. I know before when I would do it, it would be like I get. I just get to go exploring and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in hindsight, I think it's like a way to remind myself or to try to tell myself like I'm not getting that old. Mm-hmm. Like no, I can still do this. I can still do this. Um, but like the last time I did it, I almost blew my my thigh and calf muscles out. Like, That's because you go hard instead of like working out, getting yourself to a point. You're uh, just like, no, I can do this. Uh, That's what happened to me when I was throwing up when we went bike riding because I was like, I'm fine. Yeah, but you were also like kind of hungover too. That's exactly my point. Uh, I did not listen to myself. Well, I mean, and here's the thing. Like, leading up to, like, this bike ride, I had been, like, working out, like, regularly. I was, like, doing walks, like, hitting like hitting the um, the indoor cycle machine or whatever. Mm-hmm. And just, like, doing, like, four miles on the bike, going at it hard and stuff like that. Um, But my back going out, I know it went out for, like, two reasons. One was... I was doing, I was stretching improperly. Like you said, like when I bend over, I like kind of bounce stretch. And mm-hmm. you said like, that's a bad thing. You know, and I, I'm, I'm going to take that, I'm going to take that as advice and be like, all right, just don't do that. Just do regular stretching. Mm-hmm. And another thing that I do, I did, um, as I got drunk one night and I slept, <laughs> I slept on my stomach. Mm-hmm. And when I do that, like the bed, the bed I have isn't hard enough to like support it. So like it bends my body, like my body's weighted down mm-hmm. and it bends my lower back. So when I get up, I'm like, okay, good. And my back's like, nope, you slept wrong, asshole. <laughs> and that's the thing. When I get drunk and go to sleep, I'm just like, ah, I don't really care. Like, I'm less aware of how I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, I feel like I feel like drinking, like, dries you up. It does. It makes yeah. your mouth drier and, like. Maybe, like, your muscles drier and stuff like well, that. Well, it, it's not, no. Mm. Well, no. It replaces the oxygen that goes through your bloodstream Mm -hmm. with alcohol (laughs) so um your muscles need oxygen yeah yeah and And so you're basically taking the oxygen away from your muscles okay yeah that's another thing too. and that's why your muscles are tired in the morning too because you're like oh where was the oxygen when i needed it her (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) but um one of the things that i i decided to do after my birthday is um I guess you can say I'm going to go cold turkey on the alcohol. Mm. Um, you know, I've, I've had issues with alcoholism. Actually, I 
this month I, I found out that I'm an alcoholic, <laughs> like going through like these series of like, like if you do, if you're doing this, this and this and this, then like clearly you're an alcoholic. You need to seek help and stuff like that. Um, like Kelsey even read and she was like, yeah, that's you. Like you're an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, so like after, after the month of February, I'm not going to say I'm going to stop drinking entirely. Uh, maybe like I'll have a drink once in a while. And that, that's like maybe once a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. Not like, not like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like binge. Like I, I don't know that you can do that. Not binge? Because every single time that mm-hmm. you've said, I'm only going to have one, you don't just have one. That's that's true. I think because I'm I'm at, I'm at a point, and I'll be stepping out at that, that point um, soon. I'm at a point where I'm like, I just don't really give a shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it, my thing is like, as long as I can function throughout the day, which is another form of alcohol, like an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. If I can almost like function through the day, I'm okay. Um, that's why it's called a functioning alcoholic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Like I said, I'm I'm about to hit thirty nine. I'm I'm getting old, um, and I know I know less drinking will help with my um, weight issues, mm-hmm. um, which is one of the big, which is one of my biggest issues. Like I'm like dieting again, stuff like that, trying to eat, not eat a whole lot of carbs. Like I said, I was working out more often, but you know that kind of like goes out the window. Where like I get smashed like on a weekend, and I'm just like eating garbage and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and I gotta like start over again. Do you want to talk about your unboxing experience today? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. All right, we got a couple <laughs> more minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> leading up to today, Kelsey was like, I got you something for your birthday. I'm like, what? what? You're going to oh, return it, right? I know. That's that's the thing. Whenever somebody tells me they got me something for my birthday, or even Christmas, I'm like, just go return it. Like, because it's more like I don't deserve it, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I have a Or I might not be able to afford it. Yeah. Like, to yeah. do it for you, too. Exactly. I have I have people around me who are very loving, caring, and like has taken care of me um, a lot of times when I've been down, and I'm just like, I don't deserve it. You do you do plenty for me. Like, that's that's the Christmas or birthday gift, is you just help me over time. Uh, but, and every time you're like, no, you can return it, right? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. no. I, I, yeah. You will, you will want me to return yeah. it after you open it. And, you, and every time it's like leading up, I'm just like, go return it. And you're just like, no. I'm like, go return. It. You're like, no, I can't. And he was like, no, I can't. I can't now. I can't. <laughs> um, so Kelsey gives me. Actually, hold on. This box out. All right. I so. hand you the the package in the plastic bag, and yeah, you're like, oh, yeah. there's a card in here. No, no. Well, let's let's back up a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, you you had you had asked me like, do you want it now on your birthday? I was like, well, I'll lead it up to you. And you were you had the big smile like here <laughs> to open it now. <laughs> so I open it up and it's like a box. It's like a it's like a box. It's already wrapped up with a happy birthday, um, and has like a card that um. Oh, where's the card? Oh, okay, here it is. All right, it has a card and everything. Uh, all right, so when I open up this card, it's like a cake that pops out, right? It's like a pop up. What's it called? Pop up? Pop up cake? A pop up card. A pop up card. Yeah, with a cake. cake. Yeah, and I'm like, this is badass. Like, I actually really like. I'm not like a. I'm not much of a fan of like birthday cards or Christmas cards because they're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I love you, boy. Like, like that's it. Unless <laughs> or like songs that are corny. Yeah, it's like if there's money in there, then we can talk. <laughs> but yeah, it's like a pop up car it's a giant it's like a kind of a giant cake and everything there's it's nothing, two tears two tears it's nothing written on it so. yeah because it came in the package already nope as glitter doesn't count 
Uh, so this car, I actually really like this car. Like this is going in my in my um, my memory box, or whatever it's called. Um, oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> Make sure you read it the way you read it the first time. Oh yeah. Okay. So it gives me so it gives the card. It said, "Happy Happy Birthday, Sweetheart. Enjoy your." And I thought it said photo, <laughs> but no, it said, "Enjoy your potato." <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so she gave me this. So on the box, it says, you'll never, you'll, you'll never guess what's inside. And then I opened the box. It says, yes, someone decided to send you a potato. And it's a company called Potato Parcels. <laughs> and when I say it's a potato, it's literally a fucking potato. <laughs> Like a real, real ass potato. A real ass pa- potato that you can peel, you can cook if you want to. It's a real fucking potato. It says, thanks to you, I'm saddled with unnecessary peelings. <laughs> and it has a picture of my face on the potato. <laughs> it also comes with like, like Mardi Gras beads and like a... Uh, like like a, a noisemaker. Yeah, a noisemaker and stuff like that. But the, the funny thing is like, Kelsey, Kelsey has this. She has this tendency to actually like get like get shit that like I would never expect. But I'm like, that's fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you can't really use it. <laughs> I can't use it. But and the thing that sucks, the only the, my only gripe with this is that it's a it's an actual real potato instead of like painted like a potato. Like let's say it was a rock painted like a potato, because mm-hmm. it sucks. Because that means the potato is gonna go bad. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I don't want to lose this. Like this is something I definitely want to keep like for fucking ever. <laughs> Like if I had a desk, if I had a desk job, the potato would just. You be have to there. take like really good professional pictures of it that you could put oh, yeah. in a frame so that you can. <laughs> after the potato disintegrates. I know, I know right? I, I I definitely should like take pictures of it. Maybe try to put put it on the. Uh, yeah, I should put it on the on the social media website so you folks can have an idea what it looks like. And it's like, where did you get this picture of me from? Which one is this one? I took that picture of you. It's one. Uh, remember the one at Silver Lake. So we're like ramen? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it, huh? I got the, the stupidest fucking that's face. That's why I chose it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, the face is like, I bought a potato? What? <laughs> Let me see. Yeah, you're like, huh? I know. Huh? I bought a potato? Um, but yeah, Kelsey has like a habit of like giving me like really good gifts. There, there are other people who give me really good gifts, too. Megan gives me uh, some good gifts as well. But like... Whatever Kelsey and I, whenever we celebrate our birthdays or or Christmas like together, we always like know exactly what to get. Like I remember mm. for Christmas, I got you like the Harold Mod soundtrack on vinyl, mm. and I know you like you wanted that. <laughs> Kelsey got me like a set of like uh, like kitchen knives and stuff like that. Even though I was like, "Don't get me this. Yeah. Don't buy me this one." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and socks. socks. Oh yeah, one socks. A pair of socks that says uh, "Coffee makes me poop." Mm-hmm. And I forgot what the other one. It the was other like, one says farts. Oh yeah, like repeatedly, but yeah, in like rainbow, rainbow colors. Yeah. Farts, farts, farts. <laughs> the only thing that sucks about those is those socks don't fit me because they're actually too tighter. Um, the fart ones. Mm. So that means I gotta preserve them, keep them safe. <laughs> or maybe when you you know lose weight. Oh yeah, my feet we got a lot thinner. Yeah, <laughs> get some thin so your feet. ankles. Yeah, yeah, right. So you said I got fat ankles? No, I do, but. Oh. <laughs> You're thinking it like Mark has some fat ass ankles. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, I love I love the gift that Kelsey gave me. 
she was she always gets like the, like I said she always gets the good ones. There was that one Christmas gift, not Christmas birthday gift you gave me was uh, Pocket, my cat, and like as a movie oh no that put, was Father's Day. That was Father's Day. Yeah, yeah like I said right there because I'm, like, I'm like we share custody of this cat. Yeah, like I'm the cat mom, <laughs> you're the cat dad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, great, great. Uh, and the jerky. Oh yeah, the jerky. <laughs> You know who also got that? Huh. Uh, James Gunn. He posted it on his Instagram. This year? Uh, yeah, it was this year. I was huh. like, oh, I was like, I, oh, got, I got him beat. I know. You're like, what, by two years or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I remember that. I'm all trying to be like, it's not spicy. It's not spicy. It's not spicy. <laughs> no, you ended up eating all of it. Yeah. You're like, oh, there's a spicy one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, all right. All right. All right. We should, we should get on with the show. What do we got next? We are going to do our recent review of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. You're an interesting man, Scott Lang. You're an Avenger. You have a daughter. But you've lost a lot of time, like me. We can help each other with that. Who are you? I'm the man who can give you the one thing you want. What's that? Time. He can rewrite existence and shatter timelines. You cannot trust him. I don't care who this guy is. I just lost so much. He can give us a second chance. The synopsis is Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne, along with Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne, explore the quantum realm where they interact with strange creatures and embark on an adventure that goes beyond the limits of what they thought was possible. Directed by Peyton Reed, written by Jeff Loveness. It stars Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer, Jonathan Majors, and Catherine Newton. Where's my phone? I don't need it. <laughs> Hi. Hi. No, it's because it's because Leia's text me asking for like time on her phone. I'm like, no, just ignore it. <laughs> yeah. Um all right, so I'm in the Watts. Uh Quanta. First of all, Mania. I hate the title. It's a fucking tongue twister. Ant Man and the Wasp Wasp Quantumania. It just goes on forever. And yeah. I'm like, why? I don't care enough. They should have called it A and W. Quantumania. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the first the first uh, Marvel Studios film, uh, officially in Phase Five, supposed to be setting up everything that's going to lead to Avengers: The Kang Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a lot of hype around this movie. You know, everybody's like, "What's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? The multiverse, all that kind of shit." <sighs> Kelsey, hmm. what did you think of this movie? That's what I thought. Can you expand on that? <laughs> There you go. Okay. <laughs> um, I, first of all, why are Hope and Janet with different last names than Hank if they're related? That's what I want to know. Oh, because like, like, why didn't she take her her father's name? Yeah, and honestly, here's why. Um, so Hank Pym. Uh huh. It is the 
husband of Hope Van Dyne. Uh-huh. But they switched it around in in the MCU. Oh. So, I mean, that's about... I, I don't know why. Because she's clearly supposed to be like Hope Van Dyne mm-hmm. in the comics. She's supposed you know. And it'd be kind of weird if she's like Hope, Hope Pym. Because then that would give the idea that like in the comics there's a daughter named Hope Pym. And so like this whole kind of confusion kind of thing. Oh, so okay. for, for people who don't really read the comics, it's like, oh, that's just his daughter. Okay. Yeah. I, um, so I'm going to expand on it. Okay. Uh. It wasn't campy in the way that I would expect from Ant-Man. Yeah. I felt like they were trying to go a different direction with it, because I think they kind of understood that the first two kind of were failures. They weren't, like, awful, awful, but... Well, they're they're not... Like, some people... They're kind (laughs) of bland. Some people do like those... um, the previous Ant-Man movies. I'm one of them. Like, I actually really enjoyed the first one. Second one, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of all right, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's supposed to be, like... Almost like ground level superhero stuff, not like Iron Man or Thor or like Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just like, oh, this is just like a regular dude who has a suit. He's not smart. He's not agile or anything like that. He's just like a regular guy. And there's supposed to be like a level of like silliness and comedy like behind it, but like a ground level kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which, you know, which makes sense because like the two previous ones weren't like fantastical or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so I think they were trying to go a different direction because I think a lot of people actually don't like the first two movies. Mm-hmm. Even I know there are a lot of people who do, but yeah. I think they're like, oh, let's try something new. Mm-hmm. And um, it didn't work. And, and also, mm-hmm. I have an issue with Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like, you had mm-hmm. an Ant-Man movie, mm-hmm. and then you had an Ant-Man and the Wasp movie. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like maybe they should have had a Wasp movie before they mm-hmm. have another second ant-man and the wasp movie Mm -hmm. because i feel like it didn't know what it wanted to be and it couldn't focus on anyone so Mm -hmm. it wasn't about anyone you know what i mean yeah so i I, i'll agree with you with the last part it makes sense that it would be ant-man and the wasp because they 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 go together like even in the comics they they like go together and i get what you're saying like Like they should have had a wasp movie before this one came out i think that's kind of hard to sell because her enemies the wasp enemies are like tied to ant-man's enemies like, it makes sense that they would do, like, a Black Widow, because Black Widow does have her own separate enemies and stuff like that, and has, like, her own, like, separate comics and stuff like that. You can say, like, oh, there's, like, Winter Soldier, but not so much in the comics. You know, you're you're more likely to get, like, Captain America and Bucky. But she has to have an origin story. <sighs> yeah. She can't just be the Wasp, like. Well, that's the thing. Her origin story, like, she doesn't really even have an origin story. They could have made one for her. That's true. Because um, MCU doesn't really stand 100% by mm. the Marvel stories. They change things up here and there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess they kind of looked at it as like, can we make something out of this Wasp character like within a movie? And if they maybe they probably thought like, oh, it's, it's kind of a stretch, you know, to see what we can do and not have Ant-Man involved, you know, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, so you're yeah. saying you don't agree with everything I said with the last part? Yeah, the last part. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what? I, so yeah. So what I was gonna get to is yeah, this movie, this movie tried to have a whole lot, but like end up having like almost nothing in it. You know, I think like, I think what Marvel fucked up on is that they were taking this character that's like very like or somewhat grounded and like, um, kind of like grounded superhero, and they just 
through like we have to set up the multiverse multiverse war but let's use ant-man and it's like a complete like shift mm-hmm. and like balance and stuff like that it would make more sense if like it was more involved with like the guardians of the galaxy or even like thor you know um they like touched up on it with like loki which was like which made sense as well in mm-hmm. the loki series but this one was like like what the fuck are you guys doing with this this character and the like these characters and what the fuck are you trying to do with this? I'm also kind of annoyed that this movie is King's jumping off point. You are you are not the first one to to say that or like, the first one I've like heard. Like Jonathan Majors deserves better. Yeah, yeah, and because he's so fucking good. Yeah, and not like saying that like Atman can't fight Kang or anything. Like that. We're not saying that. It's just like if you're gonna introduce this character, you want to do it in a in a way that's like okay, we understand why this dude is a, is a threat. We have an idea of where he's gonna go. You know, like you, you can even say like Thanos, right? Mm-hmm. Thanos shows up at the end of like Avengers, the first Avengers movie, right? Mm-hmm. But you see like. What led up to him showing up? Like, oh, he had a hand in, like, this building, this army. He had a hand in, like, affecting Loki. Like, all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And Kang, you're just like, here's Kang. And, like, there's really no establishment of, like, his powers and shit like that. Other than, like, he shoot beams out of his fucking hands. Did he show up in the credits of Loki? He sh- at- No, no, remember he was in the, um, well, the- Jonathan Majors played uh, He Who Remains. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, a different variation of of Kang. Mm-hmm. So, but like he was, um, and it was like the last episode of yeah. that season. Yeah. He's just like telling you like, all oh, my variants are coming. You gotta be worried. All but that I kind of felt stuff. like he was kind of like, kind of scary. Oh yeah. Because he wasn't threatening in a physical way, but yeah. it was very much like, like, oh shit. Like I could die. Yeah. You can, you can, you got a sense of like, he's smart. Yeah. He's smart. He's like, uh, what's it called? Methodical. He likes, is a strategist. Like, and, and the fact that he's, like, telling the two Loki variants, like, like, I knew you guys were coming. Like, I'm just, here's, here's what's going to happen. Be prepared. Because I'm, like, pretty much, like, I'm fucking dangerous. Or variants of me are very da- dangerous. Here's mm-hmm. what's going to happen. And this one, this is supposed to be, like, the cane that we know mm-hmm. uh, and everything. But you're just kind of like, all right, this dude is, like, this big baddie, um, you know, and like you don't really establish his powers or his or his threat level in mm-hmm. this movie, other than that, like I'm gonna go up and like destroy everything. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like oh, all right, what the fuck? They're just kind of chasing the MacGuffin the whole time, and it's like okay, yeah, seriously, mm, okay. And it, it, that's the thing we don't have an idea of like what the MacGuffin does, other than that it's like an energy source. Mm-hmm. It's borderline like here's the blue beam in the sky, but it's here's a here's a small ball. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, so let's go ahead and break it down. Um. What did you think of the performance? Uh, of course, Jonathan Majors. I love. Mm-hmm. I know that we can't really agree on Catherine Newton. Okay. I I actually really like her. Mm-hmm. Which is surprising because I didn't like the girl from the well, and I didn't like um. Someone who was angry in the last movie we watched. Oh, uh, yeah, the act. Oh, um, almost shaking <laughs> oh, the table. Shit. I know, right? Uh, what was the last movie we watched? I can't fucking remember. The uh, one we did with Fame. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mike. Uh, oh, no, it was br- before that one then. Um. Anyway. Yeah. 
if you listen to the show, you know. <laughs> um, so you would think that I have a track record of like just not liking teenage characters, mm-hmm. but I actually like her. Okay. Um, and the reason is that she kind of emotes in a way that is believable to me or at least i know what the fuck she's upset about uh-huh. she's not like ranting about her anger like all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> um i don't think she was written 100 percent the way she should be but to me she was like yeah like i'm your daughter and i just want everything to be okay and i want to help <sighs> okay. and she comes across mm-hmm. as like kind of smart like smarter than her father uh yeah, that that part I, I will agree with. Um, I think one of the reasons I don't like it is like, like, and I, it probably just go, falls back to the script. I feel like she didn't have a whole lot to work with, and she just had like like one or two notes. It's either like, kind of like not excitement, but kind of like, like naivety. All, not yeah, yeah, and then all smiles, and then like. And then, like, being a smartass. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was it. That's the only, like, two modes I got from this movie. Even, like, the shared moments between her and uh, her character and Paul Rudd's character, uh, who plays Scott Lang. They're supposed to be, like, these emotional gut punches and stuff like that. And they were, like, they didn't, they, like, not that they didn't, well, they didn't amount to anything, but there was, like, no lead-in to it. Um, Like, so, like, you know, in the previous movies, like, um... After Ant-Man and the Wasp, and, like, when the blip happened, you know, Scott Lane had missed, like, five years of his kid's life, mm-hmm. okay? And then, like, this trailer, the trailer for the movie, sells the idea of, like, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kang, like, offering, like, Scott Lane, like, I'm, I can give you time that you lost with your daughter. Uh-huh. None of that is brought up at all nope. in this fucking movie. Like, none of that. And then, like, that that kind of, like, all we know is that she doesn't like her dad because he wasn't there. But, like, there's no, like... But also, you don't even really get... I didn't get a sense of that at all. I just get, like, the rebellious, like, you did this when you were young, and now I'm going to do this, and you don't even know who you are anymore. That's it. Yeah. Like, she's completely forgiven him, and, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, I, I don't th- I don't get that she's upset with him at all. It's like It's, like anything prior to that didn't happen <laughs> yeah yeah exactly right exactly um so yeah that like i and i i guess i guess my i guess my dislike for her, i would say really falls on like how her her characters handle mm-hmm. um and how her character was like how she was directed because mm-hmm. i like you know me a father and daughter story always like gets to me right mm-hmm. but like when i when it's not good mm-hmm it to me it almost like pisses me off like you had an easy like you had an easy time to like reestablish these characters or show like a bond between them and you just like fucked it up well it's direction and i yeah. honestly don't think that those two they didn't seem like they had chemistry oh paul rudd and um uh katherine newton mm-hmm. it didn't they didn't yeah. feel very close to me uh-huh. like you know how sometimes when actors get ready for a role, they might mm. hang out if they're supposed to be like yeah, best they're friends. Supposed to, yeah, to get. I a don't feel. feel like they did that at all. I just get a sense like they just kind of were like, "Okay, you're my dad. You're my daughter. Cool, let's go." Yeah, and to tell you the truth, I feel like <clears throat> I feel like none of the actors wanted to be there. Yeah, like seriously. at all. Like I think what I I think what I heard is like the movie actually was done like two years ago, mm-hmm. and they were just like trying to get the the VFX together and stuff like that. Plus, they had to like push these movies back because of the pandemic hit 
happen. Um, but you got a, I got a sense of like no one wanted to be in this fucking movie. Well, it seemed like Michael Douglas was like, "All right, I'm here." And Michelle Pfeiffer tries to carry the movie, but mm-hmm. like, I just kind of feel like she's old now. Like, yeah, I don't think she. Maybe she can, but I think maybe the writing is bad. Still, yeah. like I think everything everything comes down to the writing and the directing. Yeah, uh, and because obviously she knows how to act. Oh yeah, obviously yeah, she's Michelle Fiverr, Michael Douglas. Like Michael Douglas is a, I think he's like an Academy Award winner and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously, these people know how to act. They have decades of like, and they've won awards and all that. Exactly, Michael Douglas like one tone phones this shit and like. You can tell they were. He, you can tell when they wanted him to come back. He was like, "How much? That's all you're gonna be. It's how much." And they're like this. I'm like, he's right. like more. Yeah, I they're know, like more. Okay, and he yeah. he's like, okay. Yeah, I want two dump trucks full of money. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if like he like doesn't come back for like I don't even, actually. actually whoosh, I'll hold that for later. <laughs> um, so one of the biggest issues, um. With this movie is the VF the VFX. Mm-hmm. Okay, before I get before I pull up this article and stuff, Kelsey, which what are your thoughts on it? Um, it was kind of hard for me to see because of the theater we chose to watch it in. Yeah, and the refresh rate. Yeah, we had Kelsey and I went to go see it at a at a special screening in Koreatown, and they sh- they showed it in this Screen X format. For those who don't know, they don't just show the movie. On the screen in front of you, they show showed it around. They show sorry, they'll show it around you. Not like, not around, but just on the uh, walls on the, on walls. the side. Yeah, on the walls on the side. Which I think that's to, that totally would fuck it up because like if it's in panorama vision, that's much better. You know, like when we saw uh, Jojo Rabbit mm-hmm. at the uh, uh, at the ArcLight, mm-hmm. not the ArcLight. Um, what was the theater called? The one that closed down. The one we missed going to. Oh, it was ArcLight. No, it's ArcLight, but there's an actual... Cinerama Dome? Yeah, yeah, the Cinerama Dome. Um, You got, like, an idea of, like, the full scale of that movie, right? Even Mm -hmm. though it was kind of an intimate story, you were just like, holy shit, like, you know, I got a bird's eye view of this shit, or Mm -hmm. clear view of it. And it was just because it was a big screen. Yeah. So, yeah, in the Screen X, yeah, like, the refresh rate was, was, like, sucked. It was slow. (laughs) Yeah, and then, like... And it didn't seem like they were able to get the picture to be... Like, bright bright enough right yeah like it felt like there was too much light or something and interfe- mm. like light interference or something yeah um and also if you're gonna do something that expands on other like in your peripherals mm. they gotta do it curved you can't just have a corner yeah because it disconnects it yeah so it's hard for me to tell how much is that and how much is the effects but i yeah. think the effects were also pretty bad yeah that's one of the biggest issues this movie's coming through uh, coming with um and i think i think it's honestly because not i don't i don't want to say this is like the main reason but i think avatar the way of water kind of spoiled us you know um but it, it it heightened our awareness of like good vfx and bad vfx right? i disagree <laughs> Okay. I don't think it was Avatar. I think it was the previous Marvel movies well, that, that did it right. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, actually, there's more to that too. But like, when you have this, when you have Avatar: The Way of Water coming out, and people are like, "Oh, this is like great VFX," even to the point where like the Avatar movie, entire worlds are made right, and like all of it, it's all on a stage and everything like that, right? Mm-hmm. This movie. 
this Ant-Man and the Wasp movie, like, none of it seemed real. Like, like it seemed like they were just, like, really, like, in front of a green screen. Like, yeah. it was just poorly, like, put together shit. Right. I agree uh, with that. Yeah. Um, so, going off of that, there was this article I found. Um, let me see. It was from IndieWire. Uh Title Marvel <clears throat> VFX artists alleged tension turmoil on Quantumania. Uh, I equate it to human greed. So this VFX artist uh, spoke with IndieWire, um, and they called him Jen. Like they, they had to like change his name. Oh, they had changed his name for a uh, Vulture expose. So he had said, unfortunately, it was noticeable that there were shortcuts. Certain things were used to cover up incomplete work. Certain editorial cuts were made to not show as much action or effects as there could as it could have been. Likely because there just wasn't enough time or rendering everything. It really did. It really did feel like certain scenes were trimmed or otherwise altered to either save money, save time, or cover up the inability to get it done. So. I had read that many people that were working on this were pulled off the project to go work on um, uh, uh, what's it called? Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that one does have better effects, but not really, though. Yeah, not like a whole lot, but like... Because the Panther, I remember some of the effects, I was like, oh shit, that's so bad when, mm. it was, when she was in the Panther outfit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there was a fellow VFX artist by the name of Connor, uh, had said this, there were, uh, there were times when we were creating an actor's entire action, uh, Ant-Man moving across something. And you just think, why didn't they film it right <laughs> the right way or how they wanted it in the first place? Why are we having to redo and recreate? Why do we have to Frankenstein together an actor's performance? A quick shot that maybe takes two seconds would have to be redone 20 times to get the look that they want there was a lot of reworking a lot of insufficiency inefficiency <laughs> inefficiency thank you um so yeah jen added in terms of priority wakanda forever was definitely at the top of the list all the money went to that all the uh, best resources went to that it's understandable given the context with chadwick boseman and everything uh and how well the first film did but it diminished the ability to carry atman all the way through so this goes into more of Marvel just like bum rushing these movies out. Mm-hmm. Like we gotta get them out, we gotta get them out, we get them out. You know, and like now it's like painfully obvious, like holy shit, like they're not taking their time like on these movies anymore. No, they and it just doesn't make sense either. Why are you releasing now like three or four movies a year? Yeah. And like two or three shows. Like you don't have to do that. Yeah, yeah. If, if, like if, everyone's gonna pay a lot of money to see your stuff. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna fuck it up, you're not gonna get as many asses in the seats. Yeah, you like you betray you betray a level of trust, diminishing returns and stuff like that. Like I've seen articles that that has said Ant Man is like the worst like Marvel movie. Like they say it's even like worse than like Thor two. Yeah, I think um, it's at least on the same level. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. Even even uh, the uh, Eternals. Uh, looked better than this i wonder why um uh, the other thing is i wonder why mm-hmm. they're it's so important to them to save money or whatever they make so much fucking money from what i heard it's burnout like they are burning out these these uh 
VFX companies. But if they would slow down, and I feel like maybe, Mm -hmm. well, I don't think he would do it though, but James Cameron. Oh, do a Marvel movie? Not do a Marvel movie, but really help with the special effects. Like if it's not. I highly doubt that. (laughs) He's got his own thing. He created his own technology and it's like, this is how you do it. There's got to be someone out there who can, he's not fucking Iron Man, like himself. Kind of is <laughs> in some ways. No, I think there are people out there who yeah. could, who can do it. And shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Marvel's like leaving like a mess, like stank on on their shit now. Yeah. Um. All right, we've, we've been on it for a little while. Um. But so we're gonna get into the spoiler section. You wanna get to the spoiler section? Yeah. All right. So yeah, we're gonna get to the spoiler section. We're gonna talk about Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania Um. At great lengths. Uh. So if you don't want to be spoiled. <laughs> Here's a spoiler bumper right about now. What the fuck was that? Um, I don't know. I'm flying. In the corner of my eyes, I saw you like move. No, it, I thought I saw you move your shoulders like. <laughs> oh, I'm doing this. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> um, I have one really important question for you. Okay. What the fuck was a pin particle in this entire movie? They were like, oh, we need the pin particle to uh-huh. get the thing working. But then you never know what it is or if they ever got it or what is it? Did uh, they get it? Well, it, well, okay. Pin particles. They, they like, stay. I know what they are. Uh-huh. But I fail in this movie to like see. What they, like what they do in relation to the story? Yeah, because they're like, oh, yeah. don't let him get the pin particle because if he gets it, it's all over for us. Yeah. We never see the pin particle. Uh-huh. We didn't even know it was there until they said, oh, don't let him get the pin particle. Uh-huh. And then he didn't use it. Well, who didn't use it? King. No, no, no. Um, no, yeah, you're right. Kane Kane didn't use the pin particle. He wasn't trying to get. He was. He wasn't trying to use the pin particle. Well, he wanted access to it, but he knew that he can. He would rather have um, Ant Man use the pin particle instead. Because remember, like going into like the eye of the whatever that fucking thing, energy storm or whatever, mm. to use the pin particles, and that's what uh, him and. Uh, was or Janet, Janet, I'm sorry, uh, Hope Van Dyne had used to like shrink the whole thing back down. Okay, so it wasn't that he wanted it for energy, he wanted he wanted to shrink down okay, that big ball of energy. But they're talking about the pin particle like it's an actual atom or something, not like it's a, a device that they created. Yeah, so like to me, it's just a little bit weird how they like. How they were like describing it. Yeah, they're like, oh, don't let him get the pin particle. Like, I can, I can kind of see where you're coming from. Shrinky or like, you know, expandy things. Like, they're they're devices. They're not particles. Like, well, that's the the pin particles is what goes into the technology. They don't. They don't even explain that very well. They do in the first one, but 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 it's really hard to even understand then, because because I think mostly the first movie is. Him and Hank like going at it, mm. like at odds. So mm. it doesn't. You're not really focused that much on the technology. I feel like you're remembering the movie differently. Yeah, probably. Like, like there's a there is a good like 15, 20 minutes of the movie where like they talk about the pin particles and training Scott Lang how to use it. 
Maybe we should have watched it first. When was the last time you watched Ant Man? When it came out. Oh wow, that was a while, <laughs> that was a while ago. Yeah. I didn't think we had to like rewatch it. But holy shit! <laughs> anyway, all right. So like, yeah, just playing like. But also, the, yeah. they don't do a good job then of like. I know, I know mm. that people are getting left behind when they mm. want to watch new Marvel movies if they haven't watched all of them. Yeah. But now it just seems like they're saying, "Well, fuck you." Yeah. And just let's go ahead. Like they don't. They don't help that at all. Oh, because I think like they, like I said, I think they kind of, they start, they're, they're burning out their audience. Like, like they're releasing all these TV shows and movies like at a, at a breakneck speed and everything like that to a point where people are just like, I, do I even need to watch this stuff? And it's not even that good. Like a lot of people didn't watch Moon Knight. A lot of people didn't watch uh, She-Hulk because they were just like, what is the point of watching these movies, shows if they don't really have anything to tie to like the grand scale of what they're going to, you know. Well, they do actually, and like my coworker, mm-hmm. she's like, "Yeah, I like the Marvel stuff, but I I just don't have a lot of time." Yeah, exactly. And she's like, "So when I do watch something, I can't understand where it is now because five movies and shows came out." Yeah. And I'm missing something. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a case of like they need to like slow their roll. Yeah. With all this kind of stuff. Um. But um, but back to the um, back to the movie. <sighs> so there's one thing that like really irked me about this. Was it Steve Martin? Why do you say Steve Martin? Or whoever the fuck he was? Oh no, not him. It was not Steve Martin. It's uh, something Murray. Bill Murray. Yeah. Why was he in this fucking movie? Is that the thing that bothered you? No, no, that's one of a thousand <laughs> things that bothered me. Why the fuck was he in this movie? Right? <laughs> the only thing they established was like, oh, we, like, I, the Jen and I knew each other. We fought in this rebellion. And that's it. Like, what? Where'd you come from? Why are you human? I really feel like an A, like a, a bot. An AI wrote this, wrote movie. this tra- <laughs> Like, well, oh, the, people like Bill Murray, right? Let's put him in the movie. Well, this is what worries me. This is what honestly worries me. So the writer, um, what's the homeboy's name again? Uh, Jeff uh, Loveness, right? Here's what worries me. He's writing the Avengers, uh, the Kang Dynasty script. Oh, shit. I know. This worries the fuck out of me. A lot of a lot of people have mentioned that this Quantumania uh, movie is just another Rick and Morty episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can see a lot of the relations to it. It's like... There's an episode, I forgot what's it called, but it's one where, like, Rick goes, Rick and Morty goes to his battery and find out that his battery is powered by a civilization, and that civilization is powered by one civilization, and then onto another civilization. It's almost the exact same, well, not almost the exact same thing, but it's very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's one of the things. Here's another thing that bothered the fuck out of me. In Ant-Man and the Wasp, when Janet came back from the quantum realm, she, like, had these powers Right, that wasn't fully explained, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it like these powers were able to heal the bad guy ghosts and to like keep ghosts like from shifting between realities. Okay, and they gave a hint that like okay, we're gonna explore where that came from, how she got that. In this movie, none of it is mentioned <laughs> at all. None of it. Yeah. Uh, and also like to even annoy the even annoy more is like. The entire time Janet's been with her whole family, at no time was she like, oh, like, there's a place called the Quantum Realm. I met a very bad person there. You guys gotta kind of be careful. Yeah. None of that. Exactly. None of that had to, like, even, they could have, like, they, 
that's how they kind of like use that to set up the movie. Maybe like maybe like Cassie hears this and is like, oh, I want to explore. There's a little bit of ignorance of like, oh, you don't mm-hmm. know everything. Daddy has to come in or like Hope has to come in and like save her or kind of like not necessarily save her, but like, oh, you're, we got in the situation because of, the, you know, the 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 curious mind of a scientist or something like that makes perfect sense. No, they're just I'm sending out a signal. And like that's into the quantum realm. And and Janet's like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Not just that, but it didn't make any sense to me. Like I felt like it was a huge fucking stretch. Where she was so embarrassed and felt so bad about leaving people behind or whatever the fuck she was making up. It's about Janet? Yeah, mm-hmm. because she's like, she helped him, mm-hmm. and then she's like, no, and she like made sure that he couldn't like leave, mm-hmm. and then I think they brought her back. She didn't like leave anybody. Well, no, see, that's the thing. Like they hint, they like, especially like, especially like the the civilization, the 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 rebels, mm-hmm. whatever they. She, because she was there enough, long enough to like help them fight against Kane or to stop Kane from like dominating everything. Mm-hmm. And then when she's gone, Kane takes advantage. And is like, okay, cool, I'm gonna take over everything, right? But like, 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 there's no hint of that in the previous movie or even the first like ten minutes of this fucking movie. No, but I mean, she's the whole point of her not wanting to tell them about mm-hmm. the quantum realm is because she felt embarrassed about leaving people behind okay which to me doesn't make any sense yeah because she didn't leave anyone behind yeah they were able to bring her back yeah she was like yeah and then she was like (laughs) and they're like oh you left me no no she was a very no she wasn't even embarrassed i wouldn't say she was embarrassed she like she like let she like walked out like not walked out but like she like found hank it was like here i'm here to save you and then like left willingly right kind of like Fuck you, rebel! Fuck you guys! Fuck you, rebels! I'm gonna go home. Yeah. Like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> and at that time, it's like, okay, because Hank pulled her out of there, right? Uh-huh. Did he not see anything that was going on? No, they were like in another section. I I don't know how, but like they were in a completely different section of like the whole quantum realm, mm-hmm. which is kind of like how they find him anyway. Um. See, as uh, as you can tell, yeah. Everything's really fucked up. Like you can't really figure anything out. It yeah, doesn't make yeah. any sense. And yeah. some things make sense to some people and not mm-hmm. others. Um, one thing I I didn't th- I didn't think of this. I heard this uh, from another podcast. I thought this is so fucking funny. And this is like this is like something that I think needs to be pointed out. Um, when Cassie Cassie Lang like grows, she becomes like the character Satcher from like the comics, right? She or essentially she becomes like a giant within the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. She grows, right? And she like she can't take the strain of it, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh, I need like you know, I need something citrus or whatever." Right? And this is like that's that bonding moment between her and like Scott Lang. But if you really think about it, she didn't really like expand her body like beyond its limit. She just kind of grew an almost a normal size. Yeah, and it was just like. What, you just like normal? <laughs> well, I didn't think about that because uh-huh. in my mind, I was like, oh, she's growing really big. Uh-huh. And I'm not remembering as I'm watching the movie that she's actually very tiny. Yeah. So, like, the fact that she grew really big, my brain was like, 
How did she not have the issues that Ant-Man did where he could only hold it for so long? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> so that's what I'm saying. Like, you have to really pay attention to these yeah. weird details. Yeah. And while at this same time trying to make the fucking rest of the movie make Makes sense, sense. That yeah, doesn't make any sense. Seriously, seriously. Um, so another thing that's, like, really problematic, or not problematic, that is stupid as fuck is, okay, Kane, the Conqueror, it's seen as this, like, destructive force. There's that part where, like, Janet, like, touches the energy that's connected to Kane, and she, like, sees everything in his past, and he's, like, decimated planets, right? Just him. Just him. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck does dude all of a sudden needs an army? These, this very bland army of, like, faceless soldiers. This, Seriously. This dude can dominate. He, he has, not, not just planets, he's decimated timelines right on his own and now all of a sudden he needs a fucking army just to go like destroy earth <laughs> even though like most avengers aren't even there now yeah like uh, like miss marvel fucking left yeah miss marvel's in space iron is no longer around there's no captain america thor is in space with, space with his daughter uh t'challa's no longer around Hawkeye. He's <laughs> hanging out with a teenager. I just hang out with a teenager. But yeah, totally Hawkeye's gonna like stop Kane with a fucking arrow. Loki's in a different timeline. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or yeah. outside of any timeline. No, Lo- Loki's dead and Loki's outside in a different timeline. Like yeah. the two Lokis. Um I mean there's Oh yeah, and at that time maybe Hulk was like gone. He was like trying to get his I mean, spoilers for She Hulk, but he's just, like trying to get his son or some shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Yeah. Um I mean, the the only the only one, sh- like I said, the, like Kelsey and I said, the only shining light in this movie is like Jonathan Majors as King, like except for the post credit scene. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. But like that, the post credit. I'm sorry. Um, I like Jonathan Majors was like really great, but it seems like Jonathan Majors was in a completely different movie. Seriously, no, like he he was really scary. Yeah. And then everyone else was like stupid. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> like, how can you be mean to stupid people? You just have to be regular to stupid people. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> just like look at me, like you guys are fucking dumb. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I'm really, I'm honestly, I'm really eager to like see, see uh, this character again because I mean. Suppose he's dead, but I don't know. I I heard a couple of theories that he might not be dead. You know, which I mean, in this variant, the, the variant from this movie, he's not dead. Um, so I'm very curious to see one how they're gonna like how they're gonna have that character interact, either that character or like the other variants interact with other Marvel characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully, when they do, they can like better showcase the actual threat of this dude. Mm. You know, instead of like wasting our fucking time. There is one thing I really liked. Mm. When um, Ant Man ended up near the energy core, mm-hmm. and there was like some like like trick of the mind or something where there were like a million of him. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then the same thing happened to the wasp, and they yeah. like somehow found each other. That part's a little ambiguous, yeah. but it was really cool to look at, and like the idea. Of yeah, it was visually. Really cool. Yeah, that was that was probably the only cool thing in this fucking movie <laughs> i think that was the only cool thing in this movie um all right so 
the mid credit and then the after credit scene. Okay, let's talk about the mid credit. What did you think about the mid credit scene? Remind me which one that was. That's the one where it's those three variants of Kang. And then like they're like saying like these people are like fucking like they're we don't want them to get the power to like to fuck with the timeline like how we are, like how we can do. Uh-huh. And they show the stadium of Kings, which is like the con- the council of Kings. Oh yeah, that's the variants. one that I that's the one I cuz I didn't know if that which yeah. one that one was. Yeah, there's like three variants of Kane um Kang. Kang uh in this movie. I forget. let me let me look it up. One is called Immortus, and that's like the ultimate Kang character. He's like at the end of the universe. And then there's the Kang that's the Egyptian one. Um let me find it cuz I forgot well, anyways, with these guys, um, like Jonathan Majors is really good throughout, and then they make him a fucking joke in this mid credit scene. I feel like he doesn't. There's like a million of him, and they all look fucking stupid, mm. and like that you could tell it's all like CGI or whatever. Yeah, and they're all like they look dumb. It, it did look like bad. It, it had, yeah, it was bad CGI. It looked like really bad. Uh, so that so the other cane that looks Egyptian that's Ramatut. That's the cane that goes back way into the past to like take over the world mm-hmm. in Egyptian time. And then the other one's Immortus. The other one, the the cyber looking one, they say is like something Saturian type cane. That's what people are like theorizing that that's that type of cane. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they show like the whole Council of Kings is all these like. Kane variants and stuff like that, which is like very iconic in the comics and everything like that. But with this movie, the, the, the CGI looks so fucking bad. The other thing that bothers me about that is, can you get us used to one version of him first? That's true. Yeah. Because like, okay, the the one that you said was that in the end of Loki. Uh huh. Like he who what? He who remains. Yeah, I want to see him. He was fucking scary. Mm-hmm. This one that we got in this movie mm-hmm. was kind of scary, but he was like the everyday man. Like, he didn't have all of his powers and everything. Mm-hmm. And then we're seeing all these other ones, and it's like, you didn't have the moment to be with him to really feel the effects of there are thousands and millions more of this guy. Yeah, like, they've already had two kings, two variant versions of King killed off. Yeah. Like, all right. Can you give us, like, a cane that we're going to follow and understand, like... I mean, we understand what this cane's version was to, like, kill off these timelines. But that cane is, you know, technically gone. Maybe he's dead, maybe he's not. So they're so like, all right, you've introduced the big baddie twice Mm -hmm. and killed him off twice. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's super annoying. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to find it. Trying to find what? The different Kangs. Oh. Um, Kang. The different Kang. Kang. Yeah, um, you keep saying Kangs. Let me see. All right. So there's the Council of Kangs. Okay, so... <laughs> uh, yeah, He Who Remains. That's the one from Loki. Um, I'm trying to find it. Because they actually have the... Okay, so Immortus. Mm-hmm. So Immortus is the king that is the last king that, like... Is so used to conquering the world. He's like, all right, I'm going to save the world. I'm like, no, sorry. He's so used to conquering the universe that he's like, all right, I'm going to protect the universe. Because it's, okay. it's something new. So there's Ramatut, which is the king that goes back to Egyptian time. This is like the king that's the uh, 
the Nathaniel Richards who discovers the time machine. Mm-hmm. I think it's like Doom's time machine goes back and like dominates, you know, Egyptian time. Um, oh, I can't find it now. Yeah, this article I found from Collider, they just focus on those two. The third one, like I said, I've heard like different versions, but one is like something Satarian Kang or some mm-hmm. shit like that. But yeah. So you're going to ask me? What did you think of this piece of shit movie? It's a piece of shit movie. Do I think you should watch it? I think that... It's important to watch it if you want to watch other movies that come after, but I would say if you didn't have to, I... No. Okay. So, when Kelsey and I left the theater after seeing this movie, I was like, okay, let me wrap my head around it, and let me, like, kind of come at it from, like, without hitting it hard. You and know? we were also like, man, I just want some Astro Burger. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, but after, like... Okay. Actually, I'm going to say this before. Don't see it in theaters. Just wait until it comes streaming. It is not worth seeing in the theater. Yeah. I think it's only worth seeing because... And that's another thing that, like, annoyed the shit out of me. is like, they use this movie to build... To create, like build up so much shit that's going to happen in later movies that it like the the main plot gets like thrown and it's like left in the dust mm-hmm. in the dust so if you want to have an idea what's coming from phase five watch it watch it streaming it's not worth your dollar mm-hmm. but after discussing this movie with kelsey i fucking hate this movie <laughs> <laughs> like out of like uh, out of like the four Marvel movies that have come out recently, which is this one, uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, uh, Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness, and The Eternals, mm-hmm. this is the worst one. Out of like all those, yeah, and Eternals was bad. Eternals was bad, but at least Eternals had a cohesive story. The effects were pretty cool. There was great acting. It's just the story was just kind of like, and some of the acting actually wasn't good. Some of it and was Eternals? good. But some of it was stilted. Yeah. And yeah, the story was cohesive, but it had bad pacing. Yeah. But this one's like, what? Yeah, this is like, <laughs> this is like, hey, let's just throw this shit in the air and like, let's see where it lands. <laughs> um, I remember Kelsey and I, we did a review for uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. And her and I, we loved that movie. Because mm. it was like fun. It was Sam Raimi. And they were actually exploring like the whole multiverse kind of thing. And it had thing. like dark themes too. Yeah. Because not just like because it's Sam Raimi, but I really like the Wanda character. Oh, Wanda Maximo? Yeah, yeah. I really like her mm-hmm. and I really like Doctor Strange because yeah. he's kind of an asshole, but he has a reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, don't go don't go to theaters to see it. Let's, let's wait until it comes streaming so you can leave. Or you know what? Better yet, go watch a video that tells you what happens so you can have an idea what's going to happen. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> oh, and another thing. This was going to say in our non-spoiler section. I would be fine if there's no more Ant-Man movies. Yes. I was going to say that. Please don't. Just not would I be fine, but just don't. Yeah. Like, I don't, I wouldn't mind showing, like, him showing up, like, as a cameo or, like, oh, he's going to come in to help these heroes and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. I don't need another Ant-Man movie. I I would rather see his daughter take the mantle. Well, supposedly, like, there's. Because they got uh, Riri Williams, right? Yeah, there's uh, Riri Williams. There's uh, Hawkeye. Uh, I forgot the actor's name. Um. Uh, Cassidy something um, like 
a lot of people are th- theorizing that like the new Avengers are going to show, which is like younger, younger Avengers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, okay, they're, they, if they're setting that up, cool, they're setting that up. Um, I just wish they set up this movie fucking correct. Like it's just a lot of bullshit happening. Yeah. <sighs> All right, I'm tired of talking about this fucking movie. <laughs> what what do we got next? I can't wait to. Ugh. Let's let's talk about other stuff. Okay, well, we're going to talk about some more of the same stuff because of our variety time. The title of our section this week is Disney Needs to Rethink Their Plans. Um, And it's not just Marvel. Mm -hmm. It's also Star Wars. Um, So, yeah. Mark came up with this idea, and I think it was brilliant. Um, so, yeah. So, as, as we were discussing in the review for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, Disney is, like, shooting these Marvel movies out fast. And on the other side, with Star Wars, they're shooting out these Star Wars shows really fucking fast. And you're seeing a diminish in the quality. Right, uh, there was like in Star in the Star Wars um, franchise, there was the Mandalorian, there was Obi Wan, there was Boba Fett, um, there was Andor. Okay, um, out of let's see what I say: Mandalorian, Boba Fett, Andor, Obi Wan. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Well, there's a second season of Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Oh, that's the th- it's coming out on third season. Okay, so out of those four shows. Only two of them that I actually really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Right, Mandalorian. I've I've liked the Mandalorian since like the first season, mm-hmm. which is really great. Um, Andor was a huge step forward of like we're gonna do something different in Star Wars. Boba Fett fucking sucked. <laughs> and that sucks because you were really excited about that one. I was really looking for that one, and it had Ming Na Wen in it too. Yeah, Obi Wan was like okay, but it was like. All right, like it had his it had his episodes that were really good, but really I was like, okay, cool. We're we're done with the we're done with the Obi Wan story. Mm-hmm. Like we draw a conclusion, that's cool, done with it. But like that's it. Yeah. Um. So where the fuck is my phone? I <sighs> heard it vibrating. Anyway, right. she you know she has my number too. Yeah, so. just go ahead and text her and be like, we're recording. So anyway, um, so I found this article from THR. Um, it was printed recently. Uh, the title is called uh, How Much is Too Much? Marvel and Star Wars. Disney Rethinks Franchise Output. Uh, it was written by Aaron Cush and Boys. Boys. Kit. <laughs> Boris. B-O-R-Y-S. Boris. Boris. <laughs> <laughs> if it was an I, I would have been like, oh, I know what that is. I'm sorry, Boris. <laughs> Boris Kit. <laughs> I think that's the funniest one you ever. Boris, Boris. <laughs> All right. So the article reads: After years of Marvel and Star Wars movies and shows uh, inundating screens, big and small, Disney's putting the brakes on the output of some of its biggest franchises and brands. Following Bob Iger's February uh, by Bob Iger's February eighth comments. That the company needs to be, quote unquote, better curating franchise content that's extraordinary, extraordinarily expensive. 
Now it's like, oh, this money's becoming an issue now. Mm. Um, Iger added, we want the quality on the screen, but we have to look at the way they cost us. Which makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Because if you keep pumping out these, like, poo-poo movies, like, diminishing returns are going to happen. Uh, so the article continues, um, Marvel is Disney's most uh, important supplier of product. The subsidiary... I always like get the word going and I subsidiary subsidiary with the highest output and under Iger's uh, directive, it could fill uh, cuts the soonest. Um, so there's a quote that says there's going to be a level of, of Riger on Marvel and across the entire company. One company insider says uh, numbers matter now and costs are going to be outlined and enforced. Like I said, they're like, we gotta, we gotta put a pause on this shit. It's causing us a lot more money. Um, and so the article goes on. In what feels like a different timeline ago at July San Diego Comic Con, Marvel Kevin, Marvel Chief Kevin Feige put the pedal to the metal when he outlined five Disney Plus shows for 2023. Mm, excuse me. What if season two, Echo, Loki, season two, Ironheart, and Agatha, uh, Coven of Chaos. Now, sources tell The Hollywood Reporter that Loki Season 2 and Samuel Jackson's led Secret uh, Invasion are the only sure best to de- debut this year. Mm-hmm. I remember they were ready to shoot all this shit out, like, now for this year, right? Yep. Um, and I feel like the pandemic really had put a halt on a lot of these shows. Like, mm-hmm. they had to push back a lot of stuff. And I think that's why, too, they're like, let's push everything out. Because I know people are tired of being locked down. Yeah, but yeah, it's exactly. Like, yeah, but now you're not making us entertained yeah now you're getting like you're giving too much of good shit mm-hmm. there's like there's a study i i read a long time ago about um having access to so many different things and that includes like streaming whether it's movie tv shows or music if you have access to so much so much of it you don't know where to go um that kind of brings me to like something else i think about sometimes mm. that i i read that um people have a hard time about being in the store because mm. you could only hunt for so many things or yeah. gather so many things. And when you get in the store, you have a hard time choosing. Yeah. Because you don't know what to buy. There's too much shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I've been victim of this as well. Of like, what, should I get this one or this one? What's the difference between these two? I don't, what, what's going on? That's why sometimes, sometimes when I go shopping, where it's uh, Christmas shopping or clothing shopping, I go to like certain particular stores that I know what they have. And then kind of go like, all right, I know where I'm at. Um I know what to like expect, you mm-hmm. know, as opposed to like going to a brand new store. I'm just like, I don't know what they have. They have too much of this shit. What the fuck do I do? And that's why like I tend to like buy the same things over and over. Me too. Cause I'm just like, I know what this, I know what this is going to get like, me. What should we have for dinner tonight? Steak. We had it twice already this week, but I know I'm good at it. And it's quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, back to the article, um, even projects that wrapped months ago, such as Hawkeye spinoff Echo and Wakanda Forever spinoff, Iron are likely to arrive in 2023 as the studio spreads, or unlikely, sorry, to arrive in 2023 as the studio spreads out its content and thinkers and tinkers in uh, post-production. And shows in development such as Nova are now on a slower path. Um, Which is only going to be good. Yeah, seriously. Like, I'm able to, like, keep up with a lot of these like Marvel and Star Wars show, um, but that's because like I really like I, I I feel like I have to be involved with this stuff, right? I feel like I have to keep up. I don't want to be spoiled. I don't want to lose 
track of what's going on. But even I'm getting to a point now where I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, I don't really care to watch. Like, whatever. The only Marvel show that's coming out that I'm really looking forward to is Loki and Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I don't really care about Echo. I liked What If, but, like, I don't Like, they didn't know. need a season two. They didn't need a season two. Um, and then Agatha, like, she's cool, but it's, like, to me, it's, mm-hmm. like, if Jar Jar Binks got his own movie. Well, because well, well, that's the thing. Because, like, nobody, it's a popular character, no, but... No, nobody likes Jar Jar Binks. No, now they didn't, but when he was out, he was really fucking popular. Nope. Nobody liked Jar Jar Binks back then. Okay, that's like saying... Um, well, I was 12, so everyone my age loved Jar Jar Binks. Well, 12 year olds are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I no, know, I, we both no, have one. <laughs> I no, no, I get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. That's like taking a side character. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, friends. Okay, I don't mean to throw friends in because I fucking hate that show. But Battle of Bong's character, Joey, he was well-liked on that show. Mm-hmm. So when, the sh- when Friends was done, they gave him a spinoff. Mm-hmm. It's own show. Guess how many seasons it lasts? Not even one, I bet. Probably like a few episodes before they canceled it. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so like, I know the I know the actress who played Agatha, uh, Agatha Christie on the show. I know they really liked her. I can't remember the her name. Her name's not Agatha Christie, right? I think it's Agatha the Christie. No, because that's a, a writer. Agatha oh, I'm thinking of Agatha Christie. <laughs> <laughs> uh hold up hold up hold up all right let me let me find the name correctly because i'm i'm such an idiot um okay so katherine han katherine han who played i just said <sighs> i think she doesn't have a last name i think it's just agatha oh i'm sorry agatha harkness there oh, you go harkness <laughs> Think of the wrong different <laughs> Captain Jack Harkness. I know, sister. right? Yeah, right. Um, so anyway, yeah, she has a show coming out called Covenant Chaos. I think they just really created that show because there's like, oh, she's a like people were like this character, so let's let's jump on that. Who knows if it's good? We we haven't seen it or anything like that, but it's kind of. I remember when I heard that show was getting made, I was like, "Is that necessary?" I don't think it is. Um, there's a fine line with mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. She was kind of scary in the Wanda show mm-hmm. because she had she held so much power. Yeah. Um, but she was also kind of like quirky, but also like, mm-hmm. like what are you gonna do with her? Yeah, you could exactly. really, really fuck it up, or you could really, really make it great. Yeah, yeah. And you're you're like taking and, a serious gamble by doing that. And you don't have a good uh, track record at the moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Um. So, so go back to the article. All right, all right. right. Um, So, as a point of comparison, during its Phase 4, Marvel Studios released a breakneck 18 projects across theatrical and streaming. Four films and five TV shows in 2021. That's a lot to keep up with. Yeah. Three films and three TV shows in 2022, plus a few specials. The studio released just 11 projects from Phase 3, which ran from 2016 to 2019. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a complete difference. Marvel Studios head Kevin Feige echoed the new direction. The pace at which we were putting out the Disney Plus shows will change, uh, Feige told Entertainment Weekly. So when it comes to Star Wars, Star Wars is facing the... Uh, Opposite challenge. After being absent from the big screen since 2019, I think they're still recovering from how Rise awful of, that last the one Rise was. of Skywalker, yeah. which I 
fucking hate. It was so much fucking passion. <laughs> You're going to torture yourself watching that one, too. I tried watching it again. See, I told I, you. I gave it, well, for, for those who didn't listen to our review of this movie, I had watched it um, at a press screening for it. I went. To, I actually took my daughter to see it because I've seen. I've, we've seen all the recent Star Wars movies together in the theater, and I thought this would be really cool to like take my kid to the Disney Studio in Burbank press screening. She can tell her friends like, "Yeah, I saw this movie before everybody else." Uh, you know, before her classmates and all that shit. Right. I walked out of the theater. I was like, I don't know how to feel about this one. And then you were watching it with me because you're like, maybe it wasn't that bad. Maybe yeah. I, like I missed something. Yeah. And then you watched it with me. You're like. Fuck. No, I was no, this is what this is where my exact words. Star Wars and Rise Skywalker can go fuck itself. Yeah. That's how fucking mad I like swear it a lot. That's how much I hate that fucking movie. <laughs> anyway. And so, you know what? It's to the uh, point where I see Kathleen Kennedy's name uh, over all these old ass fucking movies. I'm like, what? Yeah. She's in that and that and that. Yeah, I'm I like, know. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, it's going to suck. It's going to suck. No, she's she's produced a lot of great stuff. I know a lot she of has, stuff. but because yeah. of that movie, and yeah. she was like a big decision maker, I think, oh, on yeah, like, that one like, in particular. It kind of like tasted your, your Yeah, my view her. of her. Like, yeah. I have a skewed view of her now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the article continues. Uh, after being absent from uh, the big screen since 2019 and having, having had false starts with Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron, which may never uh, materialize, Disney has ramped up its effort to return a franchise to theaters. Um, Damian Lindelof led uh, a writer's room in July to hash out a story for a feature, and Taka Waititi is developing his own take on the franchise. Um, there was... I don't think... I don't know if that's going to happen now, but Ryan Johnson was supposed to get his own trilogy of films. Oh, yeah, um, because of his uh, success with Mandalorian? No, no, no. Ryan Johnson didn't he write like one episode or something? No, no. He's the one behind the last, uh, the um, the Last Jedi. I okay. mean, not the Last Jedi. Um, oh, um, what the fuck's it called? <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm so like fucking Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it's that one-off movie that came out before the trilogy, right? No, no, no. Um, why do I not fucking remember it? <sighs> Let me. <laughs> I, I think it is The Last Jedi. I'm just so frustrated with these fucking movies right now. Um, Anyways, he did a Star Wars movie. Yeah, The Last Jedi. Okay, I was doubting myself. Yeah, so Ryan Johnson did The Last Jedi, right? Uh-huh. There, one, to me, is one of the best Star Wars movies ever. It's like close to top. Like, it's like fighting with Empire, right? Because mm-hmm. he took that franchise to a whole different level. He was just like... I know what Star Wars is. I know where I can take it. We have to, like, evolve. Yeah. And, like, these quote-unquote Star Wars fans were like, Yeah, I suck. I'm going to get it. Ugh. <laughs> You're still going to want Luke Skywalker when he's, like, 120 years old. I know, right? Um, so, yeah, he was, like, I think they, like, shelved that project. And he's getting to a point now where he has, like, the knives out franchise he's got like a hit show on peacock called uh poker face mm. i think he's at a point where he's like i don't i don't really need that right like, now. i don't need the drama and the stress of trying to keep something yeah like so many balls in the air well not just Especially that when you have fucking haters for fans yeah yeah like a lot of a lot of directors and writers there's like i don't want to do a star wars movie because the the fandom is so fucking toxic mm-hmm. like people are already shitting on 
uh, Taka Waititi because of Thor, because of Thor: Love and Thunder, uh-huh. and people are still holding a, a grudge against Damon Lindelof, even though he's did the Leftovers, which is phenomenal. He did the Watchmen series, that's absolutely amazing, mm-hmm. and people are still are like, "Fuck you! You fucked up the end for Lost." Like okay. seriously, <laughs> I never watched that show, but yeah. Um, all right, so back to the article. Uh, Taco Chidi is still developing his own take on the franchise. Disney expected to unveil film plans for Star Wars Celebration set, in, uh, set for April in London. On top of Season 3 of The Mandalorian, which is coming out uh, March 1st, uh, shows expected to hit the streaming service this year include Ahsoka, starring uh, Rosario Dawson, and the John Watts-produced uh, Skeleton Crew. Um so here's a quote: uh, Lucasfilm may ramp up, but they will have to abide by the same physical discipline at the rest as the rest of the company. Uh, Insider had said. Um, so, which means you you mean that the company is actually going to have to keep up pace with Star Wars because that's been so much more lacking. Star like, Wars, yeah, like slower. Yeah, yeah. Like, so it's well, like, oh, they're going to have to, you know, keep in step, and it's like. Well, the rest of the company has to come back down to where they are. <laughs> yeah, like I, like like Mandalorian is a huge hit. We got season three coming out. Um, a lot of people are looking for that Ahsoka show. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm one of them. Um, don't really know a whole lot about Skeleton Crew. Otherwise, other than it stars, um, it's produced by John Watts and it stars. Um, uh, what's his name? Why am I forgetting shit today? Because you, you're actually trying Dula. to remember. Dula, there you go. A lot of shit all at once. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, where was I going with this? Yeah, like, I like no more Obi-Wan. Like, I think that story is, like, done. Like, yeah. no more Obi-Wan. I no don't, more Boba Fett. <laughs> I don't care if Boba Fett comes back. Like, there was, a, there was a few good episodes of that show, but it was a huge letdown for me. Yeah. Um... Andor, that is a great direction to take Star Wars. Make it serious. Like, show the the dirt of, like, the rebellion. Mm-hmm. Show, like, the nitty-gritty shit. Show the political side of, like, of of Star Wars. So, like, you can have different genres and make it work well. Andor is a great example of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so one last part from the article. Um, uh, it was a quote. It said, you can have ten mediocre shows or you can have five great shows says one agency partner whose clients work uh on the franchise um uh, franchise plays franchise plays uh people will still stay on disney plus i think they lost like two million subscribers recently yeah um and that that will that will keep coming up that will keep going up if they if they can't get their shit together yeah um so yeah, we'll, we'll link, I'll link the article um, so you can read it in full uh, in the show notes. But yeah, Marvel needs to slow the fuck down. Star Wars needs to like take its time. It's been taking its time, but it's been very hit or miss. I remember a time <laughs> where a new Marvel project was announced, wouldn't come out for a couple of years. And then there's like one or two movies out of the year or one or two projects. It just builds up this hype. Like, all right, all right, all right. What's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? You get so much shit thrown at you. You're just like, I don't care what happens next. (laughs) Just make it good. Yeah.
and now we are going to do our geriatric cinematic of Joan Dante's inner space. Test pilot Tuck Pendleton wants to make history. Supermarket clerk Jack Putter needs a vacation. Jack, I'm sorry, Jack, you're late. That's not good. You know it's coupon day. Lieutenant Pendleton is about to be miniaturized, placed into this needle, and then injected into this rabbit. Rock and roll. But something went wrong. And Tuck's about to get a new destination. <laughs> Inside Jack Putter. I'm in a man. Hello, can you hear me? I'm possessed! Now, Jack's got twice the problems. How you doing, Jack? But he's double the man. With Tuck on his side. Can you more accounts? This film came out in 1987, and the synopsis is... A test pilot is miniaturized in a secret experiment and accidentally injected into a hapless store clerk. Directed by Joe Dante, written by Jeffrey Bohm and Chip Prozer. It stars Dennis Quaid, Martin Short, and Meg Ryan. Yeah, inner space. Um, <clears throat> I watched this movie a lot as a kid. Yeah. Uh, I always thought it was weird. Do you still find it weird? I my whole my whole thought about this movie is somebody thought this was a good idea <laughs> and was like, let's do it. And not thinking like how grotesque some of this shit is, how weird it fucking gets. I mean, not only like not only was like, we should make this movie, but one, Steven Spielberg's gonna produce it. It's gonna start. Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan at the height of their career, and why not get comedy legend Martin Short as well? It's like, what in the fuck? <laughs> I think this was at a time where everyone was like fascinated with the human body. I actually think this was at a time where a lot of people did a lot of cocaine. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> I think you combine both of those things and you get this movie. Yeah, you get the 80s and you get cocaine. You get aerospace. And then they were like, Let's uh, let's follow it up with Osmosis Jones. Oh yeah, what the? F- At least that's like. Actually, that's pretty fucked up. I too. hated that movie yeah. when I was a kid. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> so inner space. Uh, as per usual, no one gives a shit about what I think. Uh, the most important thing is what does Kelsey think about this movie? Love it. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? Um, <clears throat> not every aspect of it really holds up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the effects. The effects don't hold up at all. I actually like the effects. Oh, okay. All right. All right. What I don't love is the hair. <laughs> it's like the <laughs> kind of like some of the aesthetic of it uh-huh. is like, nah. Mm-hmm. Um, Clearly of its time. Seriously. Yeah. Um. But what I really liked about it was um, like the ridiculous nature of like this guy being inside this other guy's body Mm -hmm. and like how ridiculous martin short is i really don't think i've seen him in anything else um let me see let me pull up let me pull up his imdb uh i'm sure he's been in like a lot of things i'm just saying this is i think the first thing i've seen him in i know i was trying to like find um Find a movie that he had been in, but my laptop's moving fucking slow. 
Anyway. I didn't really <laughs> like the Den- uh, Dennis Quaid's character, um, <clears throat> Lieutenant Tuck Pendleton, mm-hmm. at the beginning because... Um, Go on. Because he... Uh, <clears throat> He's an asshole. Oh, yeah. Completely, yeah. And, um, and, like, he doesn't really redeem himself throughout the movie. I would have... I think he just becomes a little more tolerable. hmm Because there's more Martin Short and Meg Ryan than there is him. It's funny. I feel I feel the chemistry between uh, Martin Short and Meg Ryan is a bit more believable. Oh, yeah. Um, or so believable. I'm a believable. Believable. Yeah, believable. Because, like, I don't know, I guess because we get more time, like, we get more time with them together. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only, like, the only interaction <clears throat> um, that Martin, Sh- not Martin Short, Meg Ryan and, and uh, Dana Quay has, it's only two times in the movie. Once at the beginning, where we see how much of an asshole, like, a drunken asshole he is. Mm. And then at the end, where, like, he comes out of the ship and he's only, like... Like, he was, like, kind of, like, reliving, like, of being with her and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, But he was only, he only was, like, he only got to the point where he was, like, oh, I, like, I love you, sweetie. After he finds out that she's pregnant. Yeah. And it was just, like, that, I mean, that's cool and all. That doesn't fix the relationship. No. Like, at all. <clears throat> Not just that, but, um. Yeah, he has like complete disregard for her, uh-huh. and it's really annoying. And he's so full of himself, and he has that obnoxious red car and these leather jackets. And like, mm-hmm. one of my issues is <clears throat> when he leaves Martin Short's Martin Short's body and goes into her body. Uh-huh. How when did he have the time to take the little thing off his ear so he could hear? And, oh. and then, you know, like, put it in her ear so she could hear the music. Well, he never, here's, here's the thing, he never put <clears> that <throat> thing in her ear. He just, like, he put his tape player uh, connected to, like, the uh, <laughs> the <laughs> the axe cable, the white, red and white cable, uh-huh. and just cranked up the volume, huh. like, near her ear. But at the same time, it's like, well, like, he clearly had a, like get through like bloodstreams to like get to these places like super fast i know it seems like he did it way too fast yeah like he's just like floating and then he's like i'm in your oh. mouth now okay what a turn of events <laughs> kelsey hitting the mic no it was just like i'm in your mouth i'm in your throat now i'm in your uterus because now we see the baby <laughs> yeah i thought and it- also i feel like most people don't want to see a baby in that stage. <laughs> like I said, it's the 80s. Cocaine is involved somehow. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I'm not as weirded out by it. Mm-hmm. Um, but other people are like, oh, look at the eyes. It looks like an alien. I know. Um, I'm, I'm trying to find. Did you ever see Father of the Bright? No. Father of the Bright too? Nope. Mars Attacks? No. Jungle to Jungle? Huh? Jungle to Jungle? Yes. All right, he's in that movie. There. <laughs> okay, but I don't remember in what capacity. That doesn't matter. Because Jungle to Jungle, isn't that with... Um, Tim. Yeah. I'm going to snitch on you and then show you my dick, Alan. Uh-huh. Yeah, fuck that guy. In uh, JTT. Who's JTT? Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's in that movie. Uh-huh. I used to hate that kid. Me too. And I still hate him. 
he did the smart thing for all of us. He he got out of he got out of acting. Yeah. Um. And I still hate him. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. All right. All right. So. Okay, so you say you like the effects, okay? Uh, you didn't like uh, Dennis Quaid's character. Mm-hmm. Um, I get my input about Martin Short and Meg Ryan's chemistry. What did you think? What did you think about those two? I did like their chemistry. I'm mm-hmm. honestly, Meg Ryan's one of the first actors that I started liking mm-hmm. as I got older. Yeah, like you know, early like preteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I always had a crush on her. Yeah, yeah, uh, same here. <clears throat> when I was a kid, I used to have a huge crush on her. Um, and and then with Martin Short, mm-hmm. um, he was like really oddly, um, like cute in this movie. Martin Short. Yeah, like yeah, he's a he's adorable in this movie. Yeah, like like he's not hot and handsome or anything. Mm-hmm. Just like, just want to cuddle with you. Like I want to <laughs> cuddle with you, Martin Short. Yeah, you like, and you didn't have like. Like you don't have like a sexual attraction about him, but you there's something about him that you you do like seeing because I remember you kept mentioning his mm-hmm. his uh, him like him as not as a performer but just him like something about that guy you were just like um, that you found interesting and I shit could like um, I could have an emotional relationship with that guy I feel like oh he would love you so much mm-hmm. I think I um, I think he's still married uh, I feel like his wife might have passed but he was like. I think he's been married for like over 50 years. Mm-hmm. And from what I hear, he's like one of the nicest people in, in Hollywood. Mm. Watch, he's like the biggest dirtbag or something. <laughs> he's all like Bill Cosby and women and shit like that. Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> I mean, he's working with Selena Gomez, so. That's, uh, I mean, I, I haven't watched that show, uh, Only Murders in the Building. But it uh, has a following, though. Yeah, it has a strong following. There's like a season three coming out. Like, everyone gets excited for that show. Um, plus, he's always working with Steve, another common legend, Steve Martin, mm-hmm. um, which I heard that guy's an actual asshole. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, okay. So this this movie is, I mean, it it sells it as kind of a comedy. What was funny? My favorite part towards the end. Which what was your in the car part? with the fucking half miniaturized people? Okay, so let's <laughs> let's talk about that. So two of the characters becomes become miniaturized about fifty percent. All right, uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy's one of them, and um, Fiona Lewis. Uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin McCarthy plays Victor. Fiona Lewis who plays Margaret. Yeah, they're shrunk to like fifty percent, and then like they sneak in the car with Dennis Quaid. No, sorry, not Dennis Quaid. Martin Short and Meg Ryan, and they like fight him. <laughs> the car. Well, the first thing you see is like these little puppet hands yeah. going over Martin Short's shoulders. Yeah, and you're like, what the fuck? And then they proceed to like drive erratically with these two little puppet people. Yeah, like, and, <laughs> and then like at one point, like Kevin McCarthy's character like jumps like in front of uh, Martin Short's character. He's like, it, it's clearly like a doll. He's like, ah. ah. Martin Short is selling it. He's like selling the fuck out of this, right? <laughs> and like it's the force, it's like the I think called like force perspective and shit like that that like really plays with the idea of like these people are like tiny and like punching Martin Short and shit like that. It's yeah. like it's it's so funny because like this movie 
it's it, the concept is pretty ridiculous how like they miniaturize this character i mean it's not something unheard of there's like fan, the fantastic voyage that's most well known um no i disagree with you hmm magic school bus is the most well known oh, <laughs> all right it let me, is let me rephrase that fantastic voyage did it first okay magic school bus a lot of people will recognize that <laughs> okay all right my stank <laughs> It is the most well-known. I think it's the most well-known because, one, it was a kid's show, but as you become an, become an adult, like, you just find certain things that were stupid or, like, dirty about it. Like, there's this there's this uh, <laughs> meme I've seen where it's, like, the Magic School Plus could be, like, it could just be in your booty hole right now. <laughs> That's just people being stupid now. Yeah, but, yeah. But it was on PBS, so, like, you could watch it with... Arthur, which everyone loved that show. Uh, did you, you didn't like that show, did you? No, I hated that movie. Yeah. I mean that show. Um, so back to what I was saying. So, they, <laughs> so the concept is already kind of wild. They shrink this guy. It's in Martin Short. There's like a equal. There's like an evil corporation that's trying to get this chip with, uh, and there's a henchman with one hand, and like that mechanical hand. Like it a, makes me think of New York Ninja. Yeah, yeah, the character. Mm-hmm. And then there's this there's this uh, arms dealer whose name is. Uh, the cowboy and whatever they whatever they <laughs> that show that makes me think of bullet train <laughs> whatever they show the character you hear wow 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 um yeah and then like it just <laughs> and then it's just they get to a point where the film goes you know what fuck it let's just go stupid with it and this has like this go ham let's go ham <laughs> let's have these people that are 50 percent normal size <laughs> fighting with <laughs> two regular size people in a car why not? <laughs> to tell you the truth, that's like my favorite scene in the whole movie. <laughs> Every time I watch it, I'm like, oh my god, they really made this a thing. Holy shit. <laughs> and produced by Steven Spielberg, no less. That is my favorite scene, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of thought it was stupid how they... Like, it's funny. Technology is outdated. Mm-hmm. Um, But like... They're using, like, these normal robots that you could probably just build yourself mm-hmm. to put the chips in the computer and stuff. And, yeah. like, there was a time where you, like, in the beginning where you watch it happen. And then as they're trying to do it later, uh-huh. it's like the little arm is just flipping everywhere. And the guy's like, I don't have time for this. Yeah, he just, just pulls sh- it out. Yeah, shoves it in. And they're like, <laughs> that's, all it, that's all it took. Yeah, like, you don't need a robot for that. Uh-huh. Um, I, I do like the fact that 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 um that robot arm makes makes a callback like um the Just scene, 2001 a space odyssey no 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 like within the within the movie oh yeah when they show the arm it is kind of ridiculous how it's like beep, beep, like moving around and uh-huh. shit and then later in the movie the margaret character oh no i'll take that back no the market yeah the market character like you know her and her people like they break into the lab First of all, shoot like these sprays in <laughs> these mini canisters when they spray. It's like, <laughs> like that's it. People well, knock the, out the very first person was like, oh, and he like, like it's like there were no frames in between when he got sprayed and his head was on the desk. Yeah. It was just like, immediate like, boom. Like desk. He, yeah, like he head dove into the desk <laughs> while passing out. But like, how the marker character sees like the arm like doing that to take the chip out, and she was like, oh, it's so primitive. And then they show. Not that arm, but her version of the arm is like, beep, like just pop it in. 
mm-hmm. then they come back to it a third time. <laughs> like, dee, dee. here's the arm. The guy's like, no, I have time for this shit. <laughs> like, that's dedication to, like, have that joke, like, show up later. <laughs> yeah. Um, and all the while, Dennis Quaid uses it to fucking pour himself a drink. Yeah, that's true. He's... There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. As, as Kelsey had mentioned uh, during our uh, Ant-Man 3 review, um, Kathleen Kennedy is, is a, one of the producers. She's, yeah. a, she's a co-executive producer on, on this movie. I Kathleen- think she was an executive producer on Fame, too. Um, I know she definitely was a EP on um, one of the Indiana Jones movies. Uh, but I saw it come her name come up recently. I feel like it was it was like maybe Indiana Jones uh, in the Temple of Doom. Mm, I know it was that for sure. Mm. But I yeah. think it was something else too. Uh, no, she's not on Fame. Like I'm looking at her her IMDb right now. She's not on Fame. But man, she did a lot of great movies. Mm. I mean, just just a. Was it like The Fly? No, it was. She was not on The Fly uh, either. She's on the Back of the Future films mm. and Roger Rabbit. Mm. Um, Maybe I should like her again. She's she's produced. Oh, you know what? Uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's where you're recognizing her name. I mean, she did a lot, a lot of great movies. She's Poltergeist. No, uh, but I remember seeing her name within the last two weeks. Oh, then I got nothing. I, um, hmm. Maybe it was just something we were watching, like Commando. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> or. Um, Hard target. Oh, War of the Worlds. Because oh, we were okay. watching that together. Mm-hmm. I, you might have. But seen I didn't the... see her name in the credits because I didn't watch it in the beginning or the end. Mm, mm. Mm. She's basically just executive producing everything. Seriously, she's like on all the Star Wars projects. I forgot she did Willow too. Anyway, <laughs> she got an impressive. She got an impressive fucking resume. Um. Oh, okay. If she ever gets fired from like the Disney stuff, mm-hmm. she doesn't have to work again ever. I honestly don't think she'll never get fired from. And there's like a lot of like I said, these quote unquote Star Wars fans, which is really their talks of Star Wars fans. They keep saying they keep trying to pump out these stupid articles like Kathy Kennedy's gonna get fired or we gotta fire her. She's ruining the Star Wars franchise. It's like clearly they don't know their film history. Like she's been on so many big hits, mm-hmm. like like classic films that. People like, you know, if you try to remake it, you'd be like, oh, you're fucking up my childhood and shit like Mm -hmm. that. Um, Watch She Was on the Chucky Movies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Basket case. Oh, okay. So what did you think of Joe Dante's directing? Uh, It was kind of frenetic. Not going to lie. Yeah. It didn't really sit in one spot for long enough for it to really make sense. Uh Uh-huh. The story kind of goes along in a way. Sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes the joke is more important than the story. So, Mm -hmm. like, you can't... I mean, I do get into the story because of Meg Ryan and Martin Short. Mm -hmm. And, um, but, like, on its own, the the direction doesn't doesn't hold up. Yeah, you know what, I... And I feel like the directing is very 80s style. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Plus, like some of the, some of the shots and like music cues, it's very reminiscent reminiscent of, 
uh, Steven Spielberg's type of directing. Mm. Like whenever he like produces a project, you get that little Spielbergian like feel. To mm. Some of the because you know he's a he's like one of the most accomplished directors of, of all time. You know his influence is, is like felt throughout all his projects. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you want to talk about the dark, the dark endings that you wanted? Oh yeah. Okay. All right. So talk. Okay. You go ahead and say how it ended. Okay. Yeah. So the way how it ends is like you know there there's a race against time. They have to get uh tuck out of martin short's character but at the same time there's like another miniature person which once again one miniature person inside somebody no 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 no. let's make it two miniature people <laughs> and let's have them fight in and this one fight. of them is in a ship and the other one's in a mech suit. yeah <laughs> <laughs> fucking for real he's in a mech suit and he ejects out of the mech suit and he's just by himself and then he gets thrown into stomach acid and yeah. he's just a miniature skeleton yeah he just gets he gets digested where my quote came from at the beginning of the show yeah. where i said it worked you just digested the bad guy yeah exactly <laughs> um but yeah they they make it in time they get dan squay's character out martin short's body they put the chip in and they regrow him or they, they enlarge him back to normal size and then um you know dennis quaid and meg ryan gets they both get married like Oh, another reason why I thought the that why I didn't really like the relationship is before he get before Disquake gets in the ship to be shrunken. There is there's a scientist that works there. Oh, and he she, kisses her. Yeah, it's like and like a creepy level. Like yeah, yeah. It's a very it's a very like I'm Miss I'm Billy I'm Billy badass, but clearly like them two were like fucking. Yeah. So it's like wait he's he's back to, and mind you everything takes place and like. Like, 24 hours. Yeah. And, like, he goes back to normal size. He goes to my ride. He's like, I love you. Why didn't you tell me you were pregnant? And it's like, wait, what? That girl? What happened to that girl? <laughs> you were, like, all over that girl's, like, lips and shit before you got into the ship the day prior. Well, she's probably pregnant, too. But now that he's with, you know, Meg Ryan's character, uh, now she's just a side chick that he can't yeah. accept the baby as his, you yeah. know? <laughs> And, you know, it's going to be like a whole a thing where she's like, it's yours. And he's like, no, it's not. No, no. Like the whole Arnold Schwarzenegger thing. Oh, with the maid? Yeah. <laughs> Lordy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they get married. And, like, there's, like, this kind of idea that, like, they may do, they might want to do a sequel. Mm-hmm. Where the two bad guys are, like, in the same vehicle with, like, uh, Meg Ryan and Des Quay's character. And then um, uh, Martin Short's character jack i actually really like this scene where he like gets in the car and he's like jack burton to the rescue and then like dries off and i was like all right that's a character arc and the guy who was so um a, such a hypochondriac and was scared and he of was kind of dumb too yeah yeah now he's like confident he's like fuck yeah i can do everything right and i'm just like all right i like that <laughs> i like how that character arc goes um so that's the end of the movie mm. but kelsey wants to share or, no, I want Kelsey to share her dark endings that she had. Look, I kind of, you have to jog my memory a little bit. Uh. Because I don't exactly remember what I said. All right. It's the part where the Marshall character is, like, strapped to the chair, or strapped to the table, and they're going to eject the bad guy into his, his neck, into his bloodstream. Uh-huh. And 
the Margaret character, no, 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 the Victor character is like, why don't we just like grow the guy back? Like, while he's oh, in, okay, yeah. all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> um, I don't know why they didn't just sh- like grow Dennis Quaid's vehicle up. Uh huh. Like just enlarge. Well, they didn't. Okay. Because we were because okay yeah because the they because they needed the chip yeah like we need the chip but I'm like they don't need them alive so like because the only thing they said was if we do it that way it'll make a mess okay 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 I I because I've been trying to remember okay okay no no okay never mind never mind you go ahead and you I, just need two chips and they, they had them yeah you're right the Dennis Quaid character had the chip in the ship and then the other chip the other chip they needed they had it yeah so you're right all they <laughs> all they need to do is just grow the car- grow the ship back and explode martin short <laughs> the end they're too busy <laughs> fucking around and here's the cowboy i think i think if i think if they had done it they would have never used that cool ass mech suit <laughs> You wouldn't it be fucked up if? <laughs> hear me out. All right, you're gonna love this. Okay. <laughs> wouldn't it be fucked up if Tuck? Okay. Went from Martin Short's body uh-huh. into Meg Ryan's body. Okay, that does and, happen. Okay. And then saw the baby, which does happen. Uh huh. And wait, then, stop. I had the exact same thought, but go on. I don't think it's the same thought. Okay. He ends up going. Back into Martin Short's body like he does. Oh, okay. okay. All right. All right. And then things go wrong and he dies. And that's the only time he meets his baby face Damn. to face. <laughs> How about this? <laughs> like, I'll about, raise you. I'll raise you. Okay. <laughs> Dennis Quay's in Martin Short's body. Uh-huh. Martin Short make right and kiss. Uh-huh. He goes into her body. Mm-hmm. He's like, what the, where the fuck am I? Blah, blah, blah. You know, he, he's flying around. And he's he, flying around. Yeah, or he's swimming, whatever the ship's doing. <laughs> okay. And then he sees he sees the baby. Uh-huh. Right? And he's like, it's not mine. <laughs> no, he sees the baby. <laughs> <laughs> he just starts beating the shit out of the Stop, shut up. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm going to make, I'm going to do two different ones, okay? <laughs> he sees the baby. Notice the baby's kind of black he's like what (laughs) so he goes like what the fuck and he like he gets out he's like what the fuck you you have a black baby then like his like racism pops up and everything credits Uh anyway another version another version goes down sees the baby and he's like i'm not ready to be a dad like, he lasers its umbilical cord. He, la- he lasers open Martin Short's veins randomly. Yeah, just like lasers the baby in the head, dead. Flies up, goes back in Martin Short, and he's just like, like has to like live with that. But he's like, all right, whatever. I'm still like, I'm still a bachelor. Or would have been funny if he like did that when Martin Short's body then died. What if he went? From Martin Short into Meg Ryan, and then he didn't realize when he ended up back in Martin Short, mm. and then he went down to see his booty hole like Dr. Pohl, and he thought, he's like, oh yeah, this is Meg Ryan's booty hole. <laughs> and it, 
you know. Shut up. <laughs> and it was Martin Short's time. Stop it. And he's traumatized for the rest of his life. <laughs> Am I gay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? To make this full circle, when uh, Thanos was around in <laughs> Avengers, a lot of people were just like, why doesn't Ant-Man just shrink down and crawl up Thanos' ass and just ex- blows him up uh-huh. from the inside? So I think I, this full circle, because we just talked about Ant-Man 3. <laughs> no, no, listen. What if? Okay, I'm liking these what if scenarios. <laughs> what if? Mm-hmm. Because that whole thing came up in Endgame, not Infinity War, right? Yeah, I'm sorry, Endgame, yeah. Okay. What if he was fighting with Ant-Man and Thanos? Okay. Thanos was fighting with Ant-Man and Uh everyone's like, oh, he should have, like, you know, expanded in his butthole. But what if Mm -hmm. the entire time Tuck was in Thanos waiting for the moment and psych it's not ant-man who does it it's lieutenant tuck <laughs> didn't see that one coming huh how about this ant-man goes inside that oh my god <laughs> ant-man goes inside thanos right mm-hmm. and he's like all right i'm gonna do i'm gonna expand i'm gonna blow up right then dense quake character is like dun, 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 not today bitch so it's like a fight between ant-man <laughs> And tuck. <laughs> what if? <laughs> Are we even doing a show anymore? I know. Let's do one more. What if? Because we're like hitting. We're about to hit two hours. Okay. What if Ant Man mm-hmm. is in Thanos's booty hole? <laughs> and- that it's Quaid is inside Ant-Man's window. <laughs> like Inception. <laughs> and Dennis Quaid expands, which makes Ant-Man expand, and the explosion is like a nuclear bomb and everyone dies. <laughs> Oh my god. God, this episode went off the fucking rails. Oh, shit. I can see it now. Mark is re-listening to this section in particular. I know. Like logistics. So all in all, (laughs) do you think this movie holds up, Chelsea? Yes, I do. With all these what-ifs, you're like, yes. Even for what it is, without the what ifs, mm-hmm. I like this movie. I, 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 you know, I do like. I also do like this movie. I, other than like the dated like look, and mm-hmm. even like the effects. Other than that, it's like it's a it's a crazy ass movie mm-hmm. that I think like a lot of people should. From what I from what I read, it was actually like a, a big flop. Um, at the box office, mm-hmm. right? They like because people don't know how to smile. <laughs> <laughs> um. And the producers were like, oh, this movie's going to do great. It's crazy. It's like, wow, it's very inventive and all that kind of stuff. It's like, this generation's fantastic voyage. And it flopped. But I think this is one of those movies that you have to watch and be like, what? Like, wh- wh- like you got to tell And we weren't like, even drinking. <laughs> oh, no, just doing a ton of cocaine. No. <laughs> I'm saying we watched it oh, yeah, we sober. Even, yeah, yeah. And it's like I We were totally sober when we watched this movie. And it was still fun. Yeah, I've seen this movie as a kid a bunch of times. And, and I you was were like, drunk every time. Yeah. 
no, I was just like, this movie's pretty crazy. Now watching it as a dog, I'm like, wow. Holy yeah. shit. Like, think of like the logistics of it, the script writing process of it and everything. The fact that everyone was like, this is a great idea. Let's, why not? <laughs> but it didn't go hard enough. Like, you I mean, mean it, it didn't go to your inception level? Seriously. I'm not doing the cocaine. They are. They shouldn't be the ones going to that level. You don't need the cocaine. You don't need it. <laughs> I bet you could take me to a rave and I'd fit in sober. Mm-hmm. So they'd be like, are you on, on anything? No. <laughs> they'd be like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, all right. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right. <clears throat> so that's going to be it for our show for this week. <laughs> and Mark's like, thank God. Like I said, we're, we're about to hit two hours. I'm like, and I was like, all right, we got to make this like an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes. Nope. Fuck it. Why not? <laughs> we take... had a deathbed do-over, like an impromptu oh, one. Oh, yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Even though it didn't need one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as, as I was saying, we like to thank everybody for joining us on this week's show. Um, we would especially like to thank the folks over at Your Entertainment Corner for hosting this podcast on their website. Um, for all your film news, TV news, and reviews, check out yourentertainmentcorner.com. <clears throat> Don't be afraid to drop us a line uh, at... <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Don't be afraid to drop us a line at therealappeal at gmail.com. That's real with two E's. Send us, send us a letter. Say how much you like us. Say how much you hate us. It's, say something. We'll read it. Yeah something <laughs> uh you can find us on all podcast catchers and while you're there don't be afraid to um review us on whatever podcast catcher that you're using um so next episode <laughs> woo! can't wait to do this one um you know what universal studios or universal pictures was like hey let's make a movie for this one particular guy on his on his birthday, <laughs> totally awesome. Um, next week we're gonna be doing an episode on uh, Universal Studios. Oh, sorry, Universal Pictures, Cocaine Bear, uh, which comes out Friday, February twenty fourth. So when you folks are at the theaters watch this movie, be like, "This is Mark's movie." <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Cocaine Bear, aka Mark's name in his twenties. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> uh, so with that, we're going to do our geriatric cinematic, which is Cujo from 1983. Um, uh, Cujo streaming on H- oh, sorry, uh, AMC Plus or available to rent on Apple TV, Amazon, YouTube TV, and other VOD services. Um, <clears throat> the topic is a beast's vacation is fucking up, man. <laughs> <laughs> so... Just to give you folks a heads up, I think you should really, uh, really check out next week's show. Uh, we have our, our oh, I know our opening section, our banter section is going to be pretty fun. And our variety time, which we're doing another Obscene and Obscure segment. <laughs> we're going to be talking about this movie called Grizzly. Mm. I've been wait. I can't wait wait to show this movie to kelsey and i can't wait for us to talk about it on the pod it is i i i, I do not exaggerate it is the lands version of shark i mean of jaws <laughs> it's that version i can't i really can't wait to show uh talk about this movie on the podcast yeah um anything else i do have one thing to say hmm 
the only way it would work for Dennis Quaid mm. to blow up Ant-Man's booty hole. Oh my god. <laughs> As he blows up Thanos, Thanos' booty hole, he has to say the key word. <laughs> What's the key word? <laughs> Inception.